turn on that radio and back here. The cops ain't likely to catch up with us, not tonight. So we can all be quiet and peaceable and listen to the music. This episode of Auto Dealer Live is brought to you by TrueCar. Hey guys, welcome Thursday ADL. What's up, Dave Cribs and Tommy Elwell? What is the happenings? How you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. How about you guys? Cribs, how you doing, buddy? Great, man. Great. <coughs> Truth be told, we all saw each other before great. we walked in this room, so we really actually already knew how each other were doing. True. We're just doing this for your benefit. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing to talk about. I mean, we do that. Why do we do that? You know, we go, Hey, how you doing? Like, I didn't like, see you all day. You working know, with the gigs to you side by side. Sometimes it's like uh, I think we should probably think of new ways to intro the show. You to know? Open the show. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I tell you what, man. Tags. I tell you one of the things I'm excited, extremely excited about, and that is the guest that we have on today. We've got in the topic that we're going to be discussing. Um, we're going to be talking about the bubble. Mm. And Dave, I know that you're um, you're about ready to pop over there. <laughs> you like that? That was How bubbles not pop. that good. Um, you're about ready to pop over there, man, with this subject because it's it's near and dear to your heart. You've been talking about it for a while, and I'm anxious to hear what the experts that we have on today um, have to say about this subject matter, man. What do you think, though? What do you think, man? The bubble, um, you, you know, people don't like talking about this in some ways because, you know, let's just face it, human beings prefer to stay positive. They want to feel good, right? We want to feel good so bad, especially as salespeople. You know, that we're looking for any kind of affirmation that we can get. I would and say they is, choose to be uninformed, actually. Huh? They choose to not even be informed. Well, not just think positive, not even, be, not even know. Like, yeah. I don't want to know. I don't want to hear it. Well, there's people it. that go, I don't right. want to go to the doctor because I don't want to, I don't want to know the results. And I mean, right. I and if you hadn't gone, you wouldn't have known about that third nipple that you had. See, it's important to go. <laughs> yes, Cribs, you wouldn't have. Wow. Oh, he threw it on you. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Um, we need a little close up cam, by the way, something that can zoom in for things like that. Like, I would be looking right, not the nipples necessarily, but, you know, could do that too. Necessarily. Like, this little wooden ADL, you know, I wish Boom. we could, like, put that right in the camera because it's very cool, but, you know. He's like, now you can't. He's like, nope. No. Don't no, touch it. Come on, man. Lose on Add vacation. Some more technology here. Let's do it. Lose on vacation. So, but no, seriously, I mean, people, I, I, you know, it's human nature, and I get that because, I mean, I could be that. I mean, look, I like to be positive. Um, but I mean, I think that I, th I also want to be informed. I want to know because I think as the more I've grown as a business person, the mo the more, you know, I, I, I look at the, you know, the world that we live in and so forth and how it works. You know, I want to be in the know. That's what those who, who, um, made money, you know, make money and have made money in the past during downtimes. That's how they do it because they capitalize on those on those low times or on those changes. Absolutely. There's, because there's a, I look at it as more of a changing of the guard, a shifting. And there's a shifting, and when the particles or pieces shift, then there's some laying on the ground. And who's going to get those pieces, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it because it's really a shift in opportunity oftentimes. you know. Um, and, yes, we have been talking about this. I started maybe talking about this maybe, gosh, probably close to a year or so ago <coughs> about, you know, hey, a couple signs here that say we might want to kind of start – 
you know, looking at a few things, and now it's big, it's you know it's progressing to the point where now it's in the media, like hey, there's a bubble, or there's a bubble coming, or oh my gosh, all the uh, the off lease numbers are through the roof, uh, incentives are back up from the manufacturers, you know, all these things are going on. It doesn't mean that it's the end of our wave, but you know, when you ride at the top for a while, there's obviously going to be a, a pretty good little correction coming at some point. I think that and might be the sign that I think that actually might, you know, you start talking about this, but one of the things that you mentioned, I, th I remember on the show, you talking about it a lot because, but in the point of reference that you spoke about it would be, you know, guys, we're crushing it right now. We're killing it. Numbers are killing it, man. I'm, I'm lighting it up. You know, that's what guests would say. And then sure. you would always say, you know, um, we would always reference to the fact that it's at the good times. And then of course at the, at the low times, you know, and so that's how, that's the point of reference I remember yeah. it being, it being brought up in, Hey, there, and I think, but I think the sign is that the fact that there was a up, there's a down, but again, what does the down look like? There's people that are made, there's people that become millionaires for the first time. And there's millionaires who become multimillionaires and there's salespeople that go from this number to that number every time. Right. And there's companies that do that every time that there's a downturn, there is growth. So I want to talk to our experts because I can promise you that the, the, the people that we have on the show today are, are I would say, experts at, at, at blowing bubbles. Yeah, I think, I think so too. And I think we'll get a lot of insight, particularly with uh, Jim Ziegler being so close to the OEMs and really seeing a lot of these cycles and, mm -hmm. and really understanding them so well. So I'm anxious to obviously uh, hear what he'll be talking about today. Along with the others, I mean, gosh, well, we've got some uh, guests like John Marazzi, Glenn Lundy, Justin Gasman. I mean, these are all guys at the top of their game, and um, and they'll, they'll they'll obviously not only have an opinion, but they'll probably have a handle on it. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, you got you got principal like John Marazzi, which obviously is no, no uh, he's a guest on the show often. We love John because he's such a great wealth of information. First of all, he's he knows his stuff. Secondly, he um, he's 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 at the dealership. He's heavily involved. He's he's training his own guys. He's just so fingers on the pulse um, right. as a dealer, um, and and he runs a huge Toyota store and Honda store down here. Um, in a very, very competitive market with John's always on the cusp. And so I'm anxious to hear what he has to say. Of course, you mentioned Jim, Jim Ziegler, which Jim um, is, is, you know, is so connected to the dealer. He's almost like a, like a, a, a conduit for the dealer on one arm and then the OEM on the other. And so he's got his finger on the pulse. And then uh, Justin Gasman, which Justin's working with the customer right now. We just got a note up that he's going to call in in just a couple of minutes. So he'll probably catch us as we're discussing it. Um, he will be calling in award-winning finance manager mm -hmm. but glenn lundy as well and uh, you know glenn's story glenn sells you know 900 plus cars a month in paris not france kentucky right. all right i mean look i mean that's just a that's a that's feat. crazy that's a feat of its own it's tommy so we've got some great guys uh, on the show today and um yeah, i want to I, I I, I know if there's a bubble how are you going to sustain a bubble mm. in paris kentucky yeah what did you do? Paris, Kentucky accent? You have stuck. I don't know what that kind of accent that was. Oh, I'm thinking you put a little KFC edition on to the end of it. You supplement with some chicken. That'd be oh, my guess. You, you're just hungry. About, I always think about chicken though. Hey, what, and we got tons of comments already coming in mm -hmm. on social media. So make sure that you're checking in, ask any questions, make your comments. Phone as you call. Know, Are we taking calls today. Yeah, Chris? every every single week we typically uh, you know share those comments with with the viewers, the ones that we can get to. And yes, uh, phone calls. Are we taking calls today, Ezra? Yes. Okay, eight one three five seven four eighteen twenty. You can call in um, if we have the opportunity. 
we will get you on to uh, ask a question or whatever. Yeah, I want to comment on something that Jeremy Brown said, too, because that's precisely um, what I want to make sure that you guys understand, too, that we're not talking about. He's, he's funny. He said, the sky's falling on auto deal a lot today, <laughs> LOL. Um, I kid, of course, the sky's falling. But, you know, look, the, the, and the, the, that's the thing. That's what I want, to under, I want to get to here. Listen, here's the deal, man. We're, we're breaking records here. You know, we're serving an industry. But, you know, the thing is, is that dealers that don't prepare themselves, and that's what these guys that come on, first of all, the couple of dealers that are going to be on today um, are, we want to hear what they're doing, right, to make right. sure that they're going to stay at the top of the game and then, again, benefit and grow from this. And, um, of course, like Jim is a trainer. He's not going into his dealership saying shrink back. He's telling them, hey, this is what you need to do. Um, and then Justin is, is, is crushing it. Now, probably the, the, the finance uh, department is one of the biggest areas in which we're seeing this. You know, as Diane Yulzak yeah. commented, she says 84 months will do that hashtag bubble, right? So we're going to talk about some of these things that are, that are out there. Yeah, yeah, and I think the key is, you know, um, we definitely don't want to go the direction. I mean, we're obviously uh, glass half full kind of, kind oh, of yeah. guys. So, uh, but the thing is, don't bury your head in the sand. The key here <coughs> is looking at what's happening and really putting yourself in a position. You know, for dealers, I think that one of the big areas is really positioning your inventory, especially with what's going on right now with the surplus of used cars, but positioning yourself right mm -hmm. so that, you know, if it does get a little lean, you're in a great position. It doesn't affect you like it will a lot of the other uh, competition. So. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to go to break and we're going to come right back. But before we do, I want to say, give out a number one more time. It's on the screen. Call in, man. Make sure you guys call in. Ask. You got the alpha dog on today as well. This is your chance to get uh, some questions asked to, um, I think between the three dealers that are on the panel, uh, not not <clears throat> notwithstanding Justin, because I know he's at a dealership, but in the finance department, the, the two dealers uh, that we have on today, they represent somewhere close to 2,300 units a month new and used mm. being sold in two, in, in, you know, in, with the two dealers. So that's, that's a awesome. lot of cars. Um, and, uh, but one of the things, if you, maybe you're a salesman out there and you're considering moving, maybe you're considering shifting gears and you're thinking about making a transition, you know, during this season, where do I go? What do I do? What's the best make, you know, whatever your question is, call in 813-574-1820. And we're going to get your questions answered. Have you considered Paris, Kentucky, Paris, Kentucky? Hey, listen, they let me tell you something. If you haven't, there. you should. I saw a picture. I saw a picture on his Facebook of his house. He's had the Kentucky sunset. It was beautiful. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Hey, we're going to be back in about 30 seconds with the panel, the bubble panel. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Chip Perry. The pledge was and is an action plan designed to address head on the concerns that many of you told me about right after I took this job. Thus far, our dealer pledge has been aimed at fixing the major pain points that you told us about related to our product, our customer service, and our consumer advertising. I'd like to reiterate that our dealer pledge is our ongoing commitment to you, our dealer customers, and we will continue to work hard to improve our service to you. Okay, we're back. This is a bubble panel, and we're going to go ahead and bring our guest on. We have Justin Gasman. Again, he may not be with us quite yet. He will be calling in. And uh, Justin Gasman, he is the uh, financial services director at McCadden Automotive. We have Jim Ziegler, professional speaker and consultant at Ziegler Super Systems. Everyone knows the Alpha Dog. He's on with us as well. 
We have John Marazzi, the managing partner at Brandon Honda and Sun Toyota. That's a Morgan, uh, two Morgan stores, part of the Morgan Auto Group here. And then we have Glenn Lundy, general manager at Dan Cummings Chevrolet in Paris, Kentucky. And uh, we've got four incredibly talented individuals uh, joining us to, to discuss this topic. Uh, Dave Cribs, I'm going to go ahead and throw the first question to you. Yeah, let's talk about it. But before we do, real quick, you know, we've had, uh, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of comments coming in on social media. Manny Garza said, y'all need an economist on the show. There is a bubble. So, Manny, if you're available, get on the phone, call in. We'll get you on the show. We'll talk to you and get your opinion on that. But let's go to Jim Ziegler. Jim, I know that not only have you seen, you know, these sales cycles, but also, you know, you're, you have great uh, relationships with OEMs and manufacturers and, and not just one, but many. And, you know, what are you hearing or seeing or thinking about where we, what we are experiencing? Is there a bubble coming? Is it going to be more in subprime? Is it going to be in sales? What does it look like to you? Uh, we are standing on the edge of the cliff. The dealer apocalypse is upon us. Um, <laughs> Somehow I knew you wouldn't sugarcoat uh, honestly, it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, honestly, you need to just board your place up and go home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, truth of the, matter, the truth of the matter is the manufacturers have created the glut. And, and the glut is very real. Um, Off-lease cars coming back... Um, We've got um, the the fleet vehicles. They they have turned so many fleet vehicles that are coming off right now. You know, General Motors tried that goofy program uh, where they were trying to uh, click shop, click and drive, and quit it. Um, it, it. It's amazing. All these all these units are going to just kill the the business. We've got seventy two month, eighty four month financing. I saw one hundred and four month financing recently. Wow. If you can imagine. Yeah, you know, just absolutely ago. incredible. Some of the stuff that's happening. So, the consumers right now, we got 253 million cars on the road. They've been on the road for 11 years on the average, and not only that, but we've got um, 60 million cars a year we sold for the last five years, new and used. Everybody that wants one's got one. Mm-hmm. So we've got the used car tsunami coming. I mean, there's going to be so many off-lease cars and fleet cars hitting the market. And then on the other hand, you've got consumers that are saturated. They've all got cars, and they're lasting 11 years. It's going to be a problem. Yeah, thank you, Jim. And let me go to John John Marazzi. I mean, John, you know, running two stores, and I know that you, you know, you're uh, you're an import uh, dealer in both of your stores, but I mean, how, in your opinion, will a new car market handle, you know, the three plus million dollars in off-lease vehicles due to hit, I'm sorry, the 3.6 million off-lease vehicles that are due to hit the dealerships this year? What's the, what, what's your plan? What's your, what's your method? Well, the, the, the big issue is going to be for the manufacturers. Um, you know, when you have all these, um, lease returns coming back and, and the problem they created, it's going to depress values, and depressed values are going to depress trading values, but they're also going to depress auction values. And really what the dealers got to do right now is they, they truly got to focus on being the absolute best used car retailers they could possibly be because deflation is not a bad thing, and it's not a bad thing when you're a dealer, not a manufacturer. 
The manufacturers, on the other hand, are going to have a major problem because they're going to have to compete with these depressed used car values. They're going to have to increase incentives. They're going to have to increase uh, lending. They're going to have to do. They're going to have to double down on the quantitative easing that we've seen in the economy uh, over the last seven or eight years. The question is, what manufacturers are going to be able to handle that financially? and be able to compete. We already see Kia cutting back and Hyundai cutting back. Um, I think there's going to be some consolidation in there. I think there's going to be some manufacturers with some really bad news out there. But on the dealer side, if prices drop, you're able to buy cars at cheaper prices, trade cars at cheaper prices, retail cars at more attractive deals. And whether we make a, a margin on a current used car that's worth 12 grand or a used car that's worth eight grand, you know, two years from now, we our our margin should actually increase, and our customer satisfaction should increase. The caveat is making sure you're managing that used car inventory as prices are going down, which car dealers have not had to deal with in probably the last 10 years. Mm, that's good. So let me ask, uh, okay, Diane Uzelag just said the Fed's just uh, raised the rates too. So what is that? What, what do you think that's going to, fa- how is that going to factor in, Glenn? What do you think? If at all. Glenn Lundy. Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry about that. I had you on mute. No problem. <laughs> uh, as far as them, you know, raising the rates and if that factors in, I think, you know, honestly, I believe that in every situation, every downturn, every time there's been a market shift or a market adjustment, uh, you'll notice throughout the course of history, there's always been people that have positioned themselves and they just, they've, they've been in positions to take advantage of those downturns. And so to me, it's more about instead of focusing on the global economy, for me, it's, it's more important to focus on the economy within our dealership. And that's what we're doing here. We're just taking a good look at how we're doing things. We're making sure that our expenses are where they need to be. You know, keeping our expenses down uh, is very, very important right now. We're making sure our processes are in place to where we can do things efficiently uh, to maximize our growth. Uh, and, of course, you know, the, the growth numbers have gone down per copy, uh, but when you increase your volume by taking care of the customers and creating an incredible experience that, that your customers are coming back to you, then you can maximize that out via volume. So ultimately, for me, it, it's more uh, just focusing on the economy within our walls, the things that we can control, so that we can be prepared. You know, we honestly are, are I don't want to say I'm looking forward to or hoping for an economic turn. But if it does happen, we're going to be in a position where we're going to be able to expand. We're going to be able to keep growing and just take advantage of the situation. And who knows? We might we might even give everybody some free uh, some free KFC chicken out there so we can get some people in here. See, very now smart. You, I now like it. Talking. Forward thinking. <laughs> I'll drive. You got some schmutz on the back <laughs> so, of your seat there, Glenn. I don't know what that is. Right behind you on that seat. Yeah. You know, oh, it's a Raiders logo. Oh, Never mind. Uh, uh, I thought it was schmutz. <laughs> Hey, that, I'm just predicting the future right there, man. That's all that is, future, future champion. 2084. Is that a picture so, of Grant Cardone on your wall over there? Yeah, that's Actually, that is, yeah. So let's go to... I'll send you a picture of me. There you go, there you go, Jim. I'll send you a picture of me if you want. I don't know why, but you can have it. It's right on the wall. 
Okay, so um, I think we have a, a caller on the line, Ben Burton. Ben, are you with us? What's going on, fellas? Hey, What's up, ben? Big ben? Ben, thank you for calling in. I mean, obviously you're part of a huge uh, operation, and um, maybe uh, tell the viewers who you're with and what, you, what your position is there, and also uh, your take on what we've been talking about. Well, this goes back to uh, downturns and changing. They actually sold those stores. So I'm actually with uh, uh, 150 uh, Marketing and Training, and that's what we what we effectively do now is I, I'm the the profit whisperer, if you will. I go and I and I try to help dealerships find the missing profit because that's what I do. Um, so some things have changed with me since I last talked with you guys. But what I really wanted to call in about. Um, was to say, uh, like Diane said, and like Glenn and John and, and Jim as well, is this is cyclic, however you say that, but it's all relative. Uh, look at the last downturn. Um, if, if guys position themselves the right way and they do business the right way and they don't just do the wrong things to make the right amount of money, then they're going to be successful. Like Glenn said, you have to have your processes in place. If your processes are solid, you can make money on anything. You can do anything out there and be successful with it in the car business. Jim's right. There are a ton of cars out there. You guys said it. There's $4 million coming back. Uh, John said it. Hyundai and Kia took a huge turn. Um, They posted the biggest financial loss they've ever posted last year because of some bad buying practices, and it's changed the way they do business. But – if you know how to capitalize on it, you can still make money with that. And that's the biggest thing, and that's what I do is I go in and I help dealerships figure out the right way to make the right amount of money and how to how to focus on that. So all right. it, it, it's all about you have to know what you're doing, and you have to know how to obtain and, and kind of squeeze all that meat right. out of every deal so you can still continue to do business yeah all right thank, thank you, you. Ben. hey thank you ben i appreciate you calling in man it's good to catch up with you let me go to john marazzi on that with on that thought john i mean i was talking to a buddy of mine that runs a general manager of a uh nissan and honda store he's a longtime client in uh beaumont texas or port arthur texas actually with a little old town and um you know they're they're probably um 160 to 100 and 200 car store you know you know give or take in the last several years but he was telling me because man i did 190 cars last month we uh, at about you know and we grow 600 grand he said it was my biggest month this is may and i heard a lot of dealers had off mays but one of the things we were just talking in general he's like man we're having had a really good month and blah 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 and then he said to me something that kind of goes along with this show he said you know my biggest month in history was in 2008 during Cash for Clunkers, he said I had an $850,000 month, and this is again, this is his stores, and they're you know they're not huge stores, but so I mean what Ben just brought up, John, where the dealers can really make you know this type take advantage and really make money in this season and grow. I mean you you subscribe to that wholly, I'm, I'm sure, right? Yeah, I, I mean, we we had two really good net profit months at our stores last month, but but I got to tell you, it's not easy. And for the majority of your dealers uh, listening right now, that dealer in Texas is a one-off. Mm-hmm. Um, gross as is as hard to come by right now as it's ever been. Um, margins are being compressed, and the customer in two minutes can shoot off three leads to three Honda stores, and in two more minutes get four grand bleeders uh, from the three people they get a quote from. So mindset, 
you know, and, and attitude and optimism are great, but you also got to be in the reality part of it. Mm-hmm. And the reason that we were able to have two good net profit months last month is I literally went through every single line on our financial statement, every vendor, every expense, everything, and we lowered our SG&A expense to 70%. And, you know, that's really where you got to be now, because if your SG&A is at 70 percent, no matter how much gross you do in both departments, you're going to net 30 percent to gross. And that's really what it's all about. So, you know, as one of your guys just said, you can't control the things you can't control. You can control the things you can control and adjusting your expenses, but not not panic in the store is super important right now. And then, and then, you know, what you have to do every day is you got to focus on revenue generating activities that are free. Mm-hmm. And when times are good and everybody's making money and customers are beating down the door and throwing their checkbooks at us, it's easy to get lazy. Right now, it's not. So revenue generating activity that's free, in addition to your marketing and advertising, is really where the key is. And, and that is... You know, nailing down all your processes. What, you know, what's your what's your internet lead management system look? What's the templates? Are the people making the calls? What's the contact rate? When they're making contact, do they have a script? Do they know what they're saying? Are they making it all about the trade? Um, are they doing training with Alan Ram or Dave Anderson or Jim Ziegler? Um, yes. You know, <laughs> what what are they what are they doing to put themselves in a position to succeed? And then the other thing is on on used cars. You got to remember, the big box retailers have had a major uh, obstruction over the last seven years from getting in our pockets, and that was used car prices were always through the roof. So they had to stand in the lane and put their hand up and pay the most money. That's not the case anymore. Now prices are going down. So dealers have to differentiate themselves from the big box retailers, and the way to do it is to create a unique selling proposition. We use a 20-year, 200,000-mile warranty mm-hmm. on pre-owned vehicles. starts from the day they buy it and the miles that are on it. It's good nationwide and only required maintenance. We use a company called Listo, L-I-S-T-O 365. They're our vendor on that. But now we go out against a CarMax, which we have right around the corner. We go out against our competition. We have something that nobody else has, so we get more eyeballs, we get more activity, and then it's a matter of doing a good job with that activity. That's awesome. That's that's thank you, thank you, John. And we do have a caller from a Ford store, Curtis. Uh, with Flamont Ford is on the line. Curtis, uh, if you're with us, I want to go ahead and get your question. And who would you like to direct the question to? We have Glenn Lundy, Jim Ziegler, John Marazzi, and I think Justin Gasman has just joined us as well. But, uh, Curtis, are you with us? I am. I am. What's your question? Thank you for calling in. And, uh, and uh, what's your question? And would you like to direct it to someone specific? Yeah, actually, it, uh, it is for John Marazzi. Um, I'm actually at a uh, – a competitive Ford store for you. And I was just trying to figure out like if you had a specific secret, I was hearing everything you were saying before, but I didn't know if there was something specific that you do or use to kind of dominate the competition around here. Uh, well, thank you. I appreciate the compliment. Um, it's not one particular thing. It's, it's a process. Uh, you know, we, we spent an hour this morning 
in our manager meeting dissecting every single piece of our operation, what we do, how we do it. You know, you talk about expenses, you know, how much wasted money that you're spending on cost of sale or not having bank fees set up or tag fees being wrong or bogus referral fees. When you save that 50 grand a month, you could put that 50 grand into marketing and advertising to generate more activity. And the other thing is training. You know, you know when, when times are tough and, and people are, you know, the customer is, is informed, you gotta make sure that your people, the word, tra- you know, on used cars, we all know, if you don't have the car on the internet at the right price, you're not gonna be able to get the activity. But if you start negotiating from the price that's on the internet, your gross is gonna go in the toilet. So do your people, do they understand transactional selling? Do they have the word track? Can they deliver the word track? Is it a believable delivery? So, you know, really the key to what we do is we, we really spend a lot of time making sure our people are fully competent and more important, our strategy is good, but more importantly, our execution is the key. Yeah, I want to thank you, John. I want to go back to uh, Jim real quick, and then we're going to bring Justin Gasman on, who just uh, joined us. But Jim, real quick, you know. And thank we, you, Curtis. By yes, the way. thank you. And, um, you know, we just heard from some of the top dealers, a, co- a few of the top dealers in the country talk again about how important training is. And not only did they mention it, but they mentioned it, that it becomes even more important when things maybe start to get a little lean in the competition. It starts to matter um, our skills, not that it doesn't every day, but it, 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 you know, it becomes even more crucial. So, um, as a trainer, Jim, I mean, obviously I know you have an opinion on that. Um, but let's talk about that for a moment. How is important, how important is it for a dealer to, you know, focus on the things that John just talked about right now? Well, you know, I, I walked in a car dealership in 1976 and they put me in a room with a bunch of Jackie B. Cooper beta tapes. And they told me, don't come out till you're trained. And, I, and nobody ever trained me again. Dealers spend five, six, seven hundred dollars a unit selling cars and zero training people how to handle the customers. Mm. So it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. And, um, but we don't have a knowing problem in the car dealership. Your people know what they're supposed to do. We have a doing problem. I've, I say that every seminar. People sit in my seminars and say, well, I, I used to do that. I say, well, what did it used to work? Um, you know, did you have a big meeting one day and say, hey, let's stop doing all the stuff that works? What happened there? So, yeah, training is absolutely essential. It's got to be quality training, but implementation of the training. I see, I see dealerships have a lot of training, but they don't do what they say they do. My success is in the car business is not knowing what everybody else doesn't know. It's doing what they know that they don't do. Mm. Yeah, that's a, that's a great word. And, and let's go uh, to Justin Gasman and bring him into the conversation because Justin, I appreciate you coming on. I know you were involved in a deal and uh, we're a little bit uh, late in getting here, but we appreciate that. Um, Justin, we're talking about this bubble. Um, you know, from your perspective, are you seeing it where you're at? Is it coming? What do we need to do? Should it be a concern for dealers right now? Maybe go ahead and weigh in. Sure, and thanks for having me on the show. I'm sorry it took me a little while, but I have three back-to-back deals, and I've got another one coming, so I'll have to jump here. But you get a doctor's um, you get you know, a doctor's bold- note for that, so we're good. <laughs> yeah, this is this is great. It's such a privilege to get to talk to you guys, and and I I can appreciate what you're all uh, contributing. Being in the store uh, and dealing with this on a daily basis, and being in Boulder, Colorado, uh, it's a little bit skewed because uh, my customer base may be a little bit more. <clears throat> 
uh, affluent. They're more tied into the stock market. It seems like this town, when when things are good, things are really good, and when they're bad, they're really bad. Um, but what's interesting to me is, you know, the Fed did raise the rates, but the stock market's basically higher than it's ever been in the history of the world. Um, whether you like Trump or you don't, th- things in the world seem to be pretty good. The, the economy seems to be pretty good, but some dealers have had some off months. We've had a few slower months, nothing nothing catastrophic. The sky isn't falling, but I, I like reading the FNI Showroom Magazine. I read Jim's article. Jim wrote a great article about the, you know, the, <laughs> the pending doom. And, and some of it, you, you know, it's you, you read it, and I can hear Jim's voice as I'm reading it. But I go, you know what, There there is some truth to this, but it's all in how we handle it. Is it panic, or, or is it like we were just talking about, going through line by line and cutting expenses, sending out letters to vendors and saying, hey, we're reevaluating everything, and we're looking for a little bit of a discount, trying to squeeze out some of the leakage but then really what nobody's talking about is your competitive advantage is the relationship with your customers so that when things are good, they're great. But when they're not, working all of those people in your lease portfolio like we do, um, contacting previous customers and truly serving and having a relationship with them because the grosses are harder and harder to keep on the front end. So that's why it's so much more important to have good relationships. And if you have to win, lose, or draw, give the car away Make every deal you can, protect the used car gross because that's job number one, and then have an opportunity in the business office to pick up additional revenue because that's where it's going to be made. It isn't going to be made on the front end because there's so much information and there's so much competition. But what's funny is once you get that customer into the store, the gloves come off, and now we get to go through the selling process. Now we get to build value and service and in finance and aftermarket products and accessories and taking in a trade and maybe getting a referral and building a relationship. That's what this business is about. And it's so simple, yet so many people want to overcomplicate it. And it's it's a people business. It's not the car business. And thank that's you. what we're doing. Thank you, thank you yep. Justin. And I want to get Glenn in, too. Glenn, you're hearing all this conversation. I see you uh, in the corner on the monitor. I mean, you're, 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 you're dying to say something. I'm going to let you say what you want to say and, and really comment on anything that you've heard so far. Well, you know, all these guys, I didn't realize I was on with such a, uh, such a smart group of guys, but it, all, all of this stuff is really, really good, you know, really good information. I'm learning stuff as I'm here as well. But one, one thing I wanted to add to the conversation, one thing I kind of wanted to, to note is Josh Cummins and I, the owner of the dealership here, one thing we talk about all the time is, is we need to start hiring thoroughbreds and not donkeys. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, that is incredibly applicable in our store. Now, when we first started the store, obviously we were selling 150 cars a month. You know, this is six years ago. Some of you know the story, some of you don't. Um, but I had some guys in place, and we and we would bring in people just kind of as a new space. Like, we need some people. Let's get them in here. Let's, you know, fill the floor. Okay, maybe he's qualified. Maybe he's not qualified. As long as he's a good person, we can train him, that kind of stuff. Well, we've reached a point now where we understand, you know, now that we're selling – I'll probably sell 850 to 875 this month, somewhere right in there. And with us preparing our economy for the future, it's so important that the guys that we have in place are thoroughbred and not donkeys, man. Thoroughbreds, <laughs> as you guys know, thoroughbreds train every single day. That's what the thoroughbred does. It trains every single day. That way it's ready to perform at the highest level when it comes time to perform. A donkey's just average. He just carries the workload. He just does the job. So we're clearing out the donkey, 
down here at Dan Cummins, and we're just making sure we got nothing but thoroughbreds in place that know how to take care of the customer, know how to make them feel special, how to make them feel important, how to make them feel like they're the only one in the dealership, even though I'm selling 80 cars in a day. I need every customer to feel like they're the only one here. Uh, and we offer them, and we offer them an experience that exceeds their expectations today, tomorrow, and in the future. So your staffing is just as important as, as making sure your expenses are in line and just as important as making sure, you know, your, your prices are in line and that you're competitive. You got to make sure you get the right guys in place. Tom, you know, John, John, I want to get John to weigh in on this. I mean, I, I, John, I mean, it, it, you're handling things right. Somebody, I think it was a couple of people on social media. I know somebody from somebody West Virginia. I wanted him to discuss F and I. What was it? It said. Uh, um, I think it was William McCormick. So, uh, he's a he's a sales guy in West Virginia. No, was, go. John Marazzi's handing out pure he gold. Said, Money and gross always follows the financing. Speak about F and I, John Marazzi. Okay, so wait, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and bring that question back down, Kim. Um, so Mike Hirschfield, okay, F, uh, said money and gross always follows the financing, and he's saying, John, he's asking you to speak about F and I. Um, okay. and, and so go ahead. <laughs> Listen. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, the, the last fellow that just talked is exactly right. He has a thoroughbred staff and happy staff because they sell 80 cars a day. So uh, my, my hat's yeah. off to you. Um, but, yeah, F&I is the key. I mean, we're, we, bought, we bought the Toyota store, and they were doing 900 a copy. We do 1,500 a copy month in, month out, and 1,500 on a docu-pad with full disclosure, full signatures, and everybody understanding that they actually bought products and weren't jam products. At the Honda store, we're close to $1,600 a copy, and it does put you in a position you know, you, we do what's called a top 10 report. We look at the top 10 highest gross deals from every manager. And the reason, and then what we, in that top 10, we don't put in any bleeders, obviously. It's the 10 highest deals. Then we tell them, work every deal correctly and take every deal. So we're not penalizing them on their average gross profit across the board because we know once the deal gets penned and signed up in the F&I, we're going to make fifteen, sixteen hundred $1,600 a copy. So if you're really, if you're really, you know, step one after this phone call for dealers that are listening, if you're not at $1,500 plus on F&I, you need to grab your finance director and say, this is, you know, priority number one, period. Get me a staff that can do it. Train your people to do it. Bring in some trainers or vendors that are going to help you do it um, because that puts you in a, in a position where you're, you know. And, and I talked about this on your show before. It's F&I at 1500 a copy. It's selling in the lane at, you know, 125 to 150 deals a month. It's doing 150 grand a month in accessories. It's all those different areas of opportunity that you got to be able to capitalize on, so the revenue gets generated someplace. Yeah, this is this is what I love about today's dealership, and I look at John's stores, and and I'll call them a today's dealership because it's becoming almost like you know managing a football team, and you've got specialty coaches, and I mean you start getting down to a level of really analyzing where the money's at and the opportunity. I love that. John, I want to ask you one question real quick. You know, we talked about the sure. fact that this bubble and deal, how important it is for dealers to position themselves in the right way when it comes to inventory. And I know you're over a couple of different stores, but 
Um, right. Have you set certain guidelines or is there, is there maybe one or two tips that you can share with dealers as far as guidelines when it comes to buying and positioning your used car inventory? Or have you left that up to your GMs and what have they put in place? Um, you know, we, we make sure, you know, we manage our inventory through V Auto like everybody else does. We do have mandatory write-downs at 60, 75 days, and 90. We, we don't really carry any cars over 75 days. And like I said, you're going to be in a position where as prices are going the opposite way, you can get caught very easily. Um, so you really want to be efficient on your use. I, you know, the key, if I was to give you a takeaway, it's, it's used cars right now. So I wouldn't be afraid to stock. You can go out and buy some of these late model cars right now for seven, eight grand. Um, like I said, we put a 20 year, 200 or 200,000 mile warranty on it. So when we get on the radio or TV and say, you can buy, we have a couple hundred cars under 10 grand with a real 20 year, 200,000 mile warranty starts from the day you buy it and the miles that are on it. That puts you in a position where you're getting people, their eyes are opening up and they're getting on the website and you're getting the opportunities. Um, so I wouldn't be afraid to go out and take advantage of some of these prices out there. Now, on the on the trade-in side, guys, if your look-to-book isn't 50% or higher, you're letting business get away. And, and one tip I can give you guys is what you should be doing is every day at the end of the night, 8 o'clock at night, 9 o'clock at night, whenever that is, one manager should be calling all the untraded trade customers before they go home that evening, not the next day, the same day, and and putting ourselves in a position where we find out, because odds are they went to another dealership, and odds are they're getting ready to go to another dealership the next day, and um, and now maybe you pull in three or four or five of those, you make your car deals, but you get the trades. That's good. Love it. That's Love good. It. We had, um, Jim, we had a, I, I was, one of my guys was in the room, in our sales room, talking to a dealer, I can't remember what state, I think it was Texas, and he asked him, he said, well, what do you think about the current? state of business you know what what do you think's on the horizon and he said i think flat will be the new up and a little bit down will be okay what do you think about that statement you agree with it <laughs> oh golly we have a whole new variable coming in the market right now the, the manufacturers are eat up with autonomous cars i mean everything you're reading is autonomous cars and and the, there is no mandate for autonomous cars. The, pu the public isn't screaming for these vehicles. That's strictly the manufacturers because what we're missing is the manufacturers plan to re replace 100% of the cars on the road. They c there are no more buyers. We've saturated the markets. So and now what's going to happen <clears throat> is the manufacturers are going to sell 253 million people a car because their old cars are obsolete and they've got to drive autonomous cars and then they're going to legislate it. The manufacturers are, are the problem. And I tell people today, if you're going to do business today, you're going to take that business away from a competitor that has that business. You know, and a lot of dealers don't understand that. I, I mean, they're not they're not studying. Uh, Google is the showroom. Um, you know, I mean, uh, your website's a showroom. Google's the battlefield. I mean, you, people don't realize. That, you know, it's all online today, and it, it's a war out there. You got you got to take on the competition and. I don't agree that your grosses have to be flat. I don't agree that at all. Um, the, the dealers I'm working with are doing extravagantly good grosses because we're remembering every customer is one at a time. You know, you're not. You know, I'll have a class with 50 people in it, 
And I said, look, consumers are not in a class right now with 50 people learning how to deal with you. That's, That's true. true. Yeah. That is true. That's a fact, Jim. That is a fact. <laughs> You've got to have a better selling yeah. plan than they have a buying plan, and that's all it boils down average to. People, <laughs> average people with great processes can do incredible things. Mm, Amen. Good. Well, we're going to get – I don't need these superstar prima donnas. We're going to give you guys a chance here to each give your closing remarks, and we'll start with Glenn Lundy, and then we'll go to Justin. Um, so the question came in, and we'll let you guys say whatever whatever you feel, um, if you want to change the subject tight, uh, you know, and go a different direction slightly. But what will the second half of this year look like? I mean, and, and speak from it, you know, from the standpoint, of, hey, it's going to look like this in Paris, Kentucky. I know what Glenn's going to say, but I mean, what will the second half of 2017 look like? If you if you if you want to do your best Nostradamus, right? Your best prediction, Glenn, what's it going to look like in 2017? The rest of the year. For, for, for the second half, for us, we're going to sell about twice as many cars as we sold the first half. That's typically what we do um, year after year. But that's again, you know, we put ourselves in positions to do that. We got the, we got the right guys, the right systems, the right processes. But I guess in closing remarks, I guess the thing that I'll share with you guys that I talked to my team about. Uh, every single day, is, is there, there's a process. If you follow success backwards, you'll find that the process is always the same. Okay, first, first, it starts with change. So the, the, the market changes, the economy changes, whatever changes. So you have to make changes here. You got to, like Jim said, you know, the, the, the industry changed, man. Google is now where it's at. The internet is where it's at. You got you to attack your competition. You got to go after the virus. You got to change whatever you've been doing. And have been doing. I mean, that guy said that the, the flat is the new up. I'm I'm 100% out on that. Uh, you've got to make the change. Now, once you make that change, you're going to struggle through it. Okay, there's going to be a struggle every single time. You have to embrace the struggle and understand that it's coming. There's going to be a struggle. Be prepared for it. Change your mindset and how you perceive it. And that way, when you go into that struggle, you know that the struggle is going to get you somewhere. We struggle here to change some of our processes. We're struggling right now with, with some of those changes, but we understand that once we get through it, we're going to grow. Okay, the struggle is going to help us to grow and make us stronger. And just on the other side of growth is success. So change, struggle, growth, succeed. It always works that way from the minute we were born. When you're a little baby laying there on the floor and everything's cool and mama's feeding you and changing your diaper and life is good, everything's cool. And all of a sudden, something changes and we're like, wait a minute, I want what's over there. I don't want what's over here anymore. So what do we do? We start to struggle. We start to move our legs, kick our arms, try to find balance, coordination. And as we do that struggle, the muscles get stronger, they grow, and ultimately we have success. It's the same every time. Be prepared. Protect, you know, be ready to change. Understand there will be struggle. Grow through the struggles, and you will succeed. Appreciate it, brother. That's good stuff right there. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome. Let's go to John Marazzi. Tell us your predictions for the rest of 2017. And, and by the way, for all of you that are on, remember that we're going to have you on January 1st of 2018 to listen to yourself <laughs> on the replay. But go ahead, John. No pressure. <laughs> you know, there's, there's really no way to predict it. Um, there's so many geopolitical issues out there right now um, and, and things we can't control. So... I don't know, um, but what I do know is each and every month that we're in our current month, we're going to try and maximize sales, maximize gross, maximize fix, and maximize profitability. 
The couple things I can um, tell people to point out that are vitally important right now, <clears throat> making sure your website is functional uh, on both, you know, the desktop, but more importantly, mobile, shopping your website on mobile, making sure you can navigate and submit a lead on mobile, make sure your CRM is pulling in that lead on mobile. Uh, it's going to be super important. Um, the other thing is focus on cheaper pre-owned vehicles. Everybody should be looking to push their costs down on their average used car value every day. As Tommy Gibbs would say, put your highest vehicle up on the board and tell everyone we got to get rid of it. Um, focus on those as-is cars. One tip on as-is is when you get a safety inspection and you have things that need to be done to it, list it in your description and keep the price down. Don't fix the car. And, and call it a mechanic's dream and tell them what needs to be done on it. You'll sell another 15, 20 as-is cars per month. And, and on the used car side on that gamut, most people spend 90% of their advertising dollars on new cars that aren't making any money for, you know, across the board, and they spend zero or very little on used. Balance your advertising 50% used. Focus on telling people what you got, how you got it, what your unique selling proposition is. And then the last part on that is be super good on the phone because if you, on your mobile website, if you don't have a click to call on your SRPs or VDP, shame on you. Because what people are doing now is they're moving away from submitting a lead and they're moving into, I want to push a button and talk to someone. Yeah. And when they get your person on the phone, they better be on their game. That's good. Great Man, stuff. That's, that's like diamonds, John. Good, good stuff. And then uh, we're going to go to Justin Gassman. <laughs> and, Justin, uh, go ahead and give us your 2017 second-half prediction, man, and leave, leave us with some, uh, you know, some wisdom as well. Well, I, uh, I'm an eternal optimist, so I'm, I'm a realist. I know that there's ups and downs, but generally speaking, I think we're in for a great rest of the year. And oh. I know there's a – a handful of dealers out there that have struggled, but um, it's about going back to the basics. It's about focusing on training, and that means for our people and for ourselves. I mean, I spend I spend every morning looking at different motivational videos, reading, uh, trying to stay positive, keep your mind right, stay fresh, and then really growing our people. Because if we can grow our people, when we have the opportunity, we're poised for the success when the business does come. So I think. Honestly, I think by the end of the year, you're going to see the stock market up uh, another couple thousand points. I think the housing market's going to be good. I think interest rates are going to keep going up. Um, consumers are going to get squeezed a little on some of the revolving debt. That's the one thing that does concern me where I'm not as optimistic. The, the rates going up will directly affect the minimum payments for a lot of people that carry a lot of credit card debt. That is a concern. Everything else, I think we just continue to do what we've been doing. But you, like we've said, you've got to be smart because you're taking it away from somebody else because there's somebody out there fighting for and hunting for the same deal, the same dollar. So at the end of the day, you have to be different. You have to have something that makes you better or worth more um, in order to justify your position. But I'm, I'm excited. I think it's going to be not only tremendous but partially bigly. Also, <laughs> I hear the bigly in there. That's a, that's a word that, that Trump made. It could hey, be big league, but hey, partially bigly. Big partially bigly. Wait, wait, one thing I do want to ask you, Justin, I want to come back to you earlier, but I just real quick on the uh, John Marazzi, what he said with the $1,600 going to F&I manager and saying, hey, man, get me there. What's your thoughts real quick on that? Just real quick. 
I think it's 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 doable. I'm I'm running twenty seven hundred a copy, and I do it legally, ethically, and professionally. Full disclosure every time with every customer. Well, you so do know John. You know John's stores are in Florida. Florida is right. the beach right here, and everything. I mean, twenty seven hundred a copy. John, John, will, John will get you down here real quick. Yeah, but I'm in I'm in Boulder, Colorado, my friend. It, so you, it doesn't get any better than this. I'm in the right. best place you can be. All right, man. All right, just, I'll I'm try, very John. Blessed. It's a great store. Thanks for having me on the show. My next appointment just showed up, so I'm going right. to go do another. Do the deal absolutely let's go to the guys let's go to the dog to close us out jim ziegler final comments well i loved mirazi's statement a minute ago about you know the average car is sold five times in its lifetime and the last person that sold it that wholesaler in the dirt lot made more money than the other four put together that's a and great point. Hanging on to some of that merchandise you're wholesaling is probably some of the most profitable things we can do. And I, every dealership that I'm consulting right now, I'm saying, hang on to those units. Don't be wholesaling them and um, put put an as-is lot in the back lot somewhere out of sight. Mm-hmm. And um, I could double the profits of any Honda dealer, any uh, Toyota dealer in the country right now. And I, I said this at a Toyota meeting recently. You want to double the profits of a Toyota dealership, fire all the salesmen and managers, and hire Dodge people. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you can sell Dodge shit. You can sell Toyotas. Wow. <laughs> that ain't right. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jim, you're coming. Those Dodge people, those Toyota people, those Honda people, I could put a monkey out in the middle of the lot and sell 15 units a month with a note in his mouth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> These people think they're doing something. You know, <laughs> now the business has slowed down. We're having to scramble for it. Well, hey, Jim, you're coming. Speaking of the beach, you're coming to the beach here soon. Uh, tell our listeners, I want to. I want to. Battle Plan 22. Yes. Yes. Uh, InternetBattlePlan.com. InternetBattlePlan.com. We're coming to the beach, Clearwater, Florida, the beautiful Sand Key Resort, August 8th and 9th. Uh, 20 speakers on stage, the website, internetbattleplan.com, every aspect of internet sales and marketing. And John Mirage is going to be there. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be incredible. <laughs> and, and by the way, you guys aren't are far from here, are you, Are you, David? No, we're not. We're no, very we're close. not. We're right very here. Close. Hop, hop skipping, and jump away. Sam Key's awesome. Yeah. Well, Sam Key is awesome. Yes, sir. I'm going yeah. to. Yes, sir. Um, we're going to try to get there. Awesome. Well, Did you get that internetbattleplan.com? Yes, Where sir. Where was it? Which one was it? Which one was it? <laughs> Internetbattleplan.com. Dot com. Yeah, okay, making sure. Awesome. And there's a, there, one last thing. There's sure. a video online uh, called How to Work a Car Deal by Jim Ziegler. Just Google up How to Work a Car Deal, Jim Ziegler. It's had over 600,000 views, and it'll tell you how to hold gross. Good stuff, man. Here we go. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us and uh, really, really privileged. I mean, I, I tell you what, what if, I think there's dealers all over the place with pads full of notes and um, if you guys are watching us and you took notes to this, I mean, post them. Post them on Facebook and tag these guys um, on Facebook and let them know how much you appreciate sharing uh, the information. And, Thank you. So- hey, Mike. <laughs> or, or David, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. Go um, ahead. If, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, John at suntoyota.com. So okay. J-O-H-N at sun, S-U-N, toyota.com. All right. And, Glenn, how does someone get a hold of you? What's the best way? Through Facebook or yeah, man, jump on Facebook, Sister Van Lundy. You'll uh, you'll find me up there. My Facebook profile is not quite like Ziggler's over there, but 
my Facebook profile is pretty high and mighty up in the chart. I'm ranking number one in the Glenn Lundy chart. <laughs> it's Glenn. It's Glenn with two ends. And by the way, check out Glenn's Saturday morning meetings as well on Facebook Live, and uh, he's getting a lot of a uh, lot of accolades for that too. I think that, and he got a lot of just non-car people watching it. Man, he got customers watching him him do his sales meetings. That's pretty cool. And I know John, you do a lot of sales meetings online as online as well. Two of the best actual literal present car trainers that i know that are that are actually working in a dealership right now these guys are they just they, they just believe what they uh what they say and they live it so thank you guys so much hey thank you man i really all right guys that. have a great day yeah, you too Thanks. thank you all right um man i tell you what you know i was going to say something it's funny because when glenn was talking about the i was thinking like benjamin button you know he was, he was talking about a baby and kicking and <laughs> right, you know right. he had he got me going right he was going like hey you know, you're growing you're growing and i was going to say it but i but it was so good I'll say it now. Right. Like until you get old and you start crapping your pants, you know. <laughs> you know I mean? Like you kind of go like this, Tommy. Then all of a sudden you're like, yeah. and you get like 90, and you're like. You well, know, you said you're you're, you're 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 uncomfortable. It's because you got a load in your diaper. You sit there on the floor, and no one's changing. You're like, ah. Yeah, yeah. I better figure you go out back. What to do. You go backward. You know what I'm saying? You go like, ah, you're stretching. Way, yeah. All of a sudden you just go start slowing down. And yeah, yeah. I'm glad you didn't ruin his analogy. Yeah, yeah. His, his analogy was, was amazing. So it I was a good analogy. But you know, right now it's humor. But now. We don't, you know. It's hey, Arnold Terrien is going to be in Florida the 17th through the 27th. How cool is that? He wants to come by and be on the show. Arnold, we'd love you to. By the way, Arnold, you yeah. should stop by on the 19th. Is that ju- that's June? Wait a minute. Today. 17th to 27th. Today, I'm today, assuming. Oh, 17th is in two days. Monday. Right? Hey, man, just if you're in Tampa on the 19th, come by, man, and, and join us one? for our boot camp. We're going to be here. We're going to be in full boot camp here, Arnold Terrien. <laughs> And um, it would be a shame if you're in Tampa on the 19th Monday and not be at our boot camp. Hey, real quick, Ez, if you do me a favor, man, for our audience, do you have by any chance? You know what? Listen, we're going to give you guys a website. Never mind. It has nothing to do with you. If you want to this Monday, if you haven't already, I want to thank you to everyone who is going to be here. It's going to be an incredible crew. We have 25 people. That was sold out uh, a while back. But we have um, the ability for you to live stream this Monday's sales boot camp. And uh, Dave Cribbs, myself, uh, Antonio Vincenti, Steve Brickhouse, Mark Canterbury, we've got five amazing trainers. It's going to be six hours, and live stream is only 100 bucks. Go to ipdbootcamp.com, ipdbootcamp.com. Get registered for the live stream. You don't want to miss it because it's going to be off the chain. Heck it's yeah. this Monday, and it's, uh, the next one is you're also going to get access for the 100 bucks to the next two. The next day is August 21st, and the following is October 16th. Three Mondays over three different months, but you're going to get access, and you're going to get a digital copy for your keeps. <coughs> you don't want to miss it. It's going to be very, very intense, cool uh, sales training that is promised to increase your income if you apply it, and it's going to be some really cool things that basically we've built businesses on. You know, I mean, we're a $15 million a year company that started, I started in my bedroom. You know, I started calling dealers. Dave, I mean, you're going to talk about, how have you switched industries? You made it in the automotive industry. You're still training, obviously, in the automotive industry. But then you switched gears and added, I wouldn't say switched gears, you added real estate, became a top performer in the real estate industry, really grew to the top ranks of the company you were involved with. And now you're training people. You just, you, you, you just recently did some training in Michigan for real estate and uh, just really, really cool stuff. But um, Dave Cripps is going to be talking about the, the strategies that got him there. Um, Antonio Vicente is going to be talking about Commando, the Plateau. Every salesperson that I know of, every person, I don't care what you do. By the way, over 60% of our audience is not even automotive. We have real estate, mortgage, and, and uh, you know medical sales, whatever, you name it. 
in the room. But here's the thing I'll say that um, uh, every salesperson in, that I've ever met has struggled with a plateau. And he's going to talk about how to commando the plateau. Then we have Steve Brickhouse that worked, by the way, at Chick-fil-A and made $45,000 a year in his biggest year in 10 years. And that was when he was managing. He came to work here five years ago. He's almost made that much in a month. What yeah. he made in a year at his best year, he's almost made in a 30-day period here. And he is uh, going to be training on the big green tick. And uh, you have to check out what he's going to be talking about. He's going to be talking about, in general, what weighs salespeople down and how to get rid of what weighs you down and it's really cool training then we have mark canterbury who's going to be talking about special ops how to go from ordinary to extraordinary and really how to press yourself to become a professional you don't want to miss it i'm going to be talking about full metal jacket and it's really how to become go from amateur to professional how to really do that once and for all and really take your income i had someone reach out to me and i'll say this and then we'll go and said look i'm making 10 grand a month i want to make 20 and they're going to be part of this training because this training will help go from 10 to 20 if you're making 10 grand a month 15 grand a month you want to go to 20 to 30 grand a month i'm telling you that guys like tommy that are knocking down you know tommy you'll be pressing 300 grand well here's the deal tommy was at Verizon knock on the doors before he came here and we're going to talk about how you can grow your income exponentially you imagine, ra you raise imagine, your income. imagine my big mug showing up at your front doorstep yeah you better buy something from me I'll hey break you, you break went though legs. you increased your income last year yeah. by over fifty thousand dollars in one year 50, correct. 60 grand in one year so that's correct right and this year you're probably increasing another fifty sixty thousand dollars anyway i'm enough but ipdbootcamp.com this door. guy knocking on your door hey you want to buy some files <laughs> i'm in full boot camp mode oh man uh i can't say enough about that dave and and the opportunity right now for those of you at a hundred dollars to get to see the whole thing live is crazy. That's more like a service fee than a it's, cost. it's 18 hours total. Yeah, it's crazy. Three days. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. It's a, it's it's a, it's a re, it's a reverse no-brainer. It's actually a no-brain to not do it. I mean, honestly, I think Jeff Glacken. I know Jeff just tweeted. I'm registered for the hashtag IBD Bootcamp live stream. Jeff said it this way. He said 100 bucks. He said I, to sharpen my saw. He said something like, "How can I not?" Anyway, thanks Jeff for uh, saying that as well and for signing up. And anyway. Um, love, love you guys, man. Hopefully we'll see you Monday, but if not, we'll see you next Thursday right back here. We've got Trade Up is the next show. And then What's in the Box? What's in the Box? All right. Love y'all. We'll see you next week. See you.